It's time for Radio Royalty with James Golden and America's Princess of Policy, Princess Di. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, the voice of reason, the voice of reason, the voice of sanity, the voice of goodness, our very own Her Majesty. Ah, Princess Di, you are welcome breath of fresh air for many people who have been listening to me ranting and raving all day. How are you, Princess Di? I am doing well, Sir James, and I have to say your show has been, as always, just marvelous, and you have epitomized the coolness factor, despite what your your friend Derek said. You see that, Derek? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well... I have to ask you, well, a few things that I want to ask you about. I, I, You know, the Marine Corps, by the way, this I, I don't mean to spring this one, you said. The Marine Corps have rescinded penalties for service members seeking COVID uh, vax religious accommodations. They weren't uh-huh. playing nice with the members of the military, and all of a sudden now we're getting reports that they're rolling that back. Also, the Navy's going to roll back penalties. Um, I don't uh, I don't believe this. I think that this is just for show. I think that they're still going to punish people people that are not following through on their COVID mandates, but we'll see. Well, I don't know. I think, I think actually there have been, you know, sort of two uh, conflicting trends and one, the courts have been slowly rolling back these mandates when the religious exemptions are not treated uh, fairly. And so the military is seeing that. Plus the second thing you have got to put into the mix is they can't get any recruits. Oh, yes. I mean, this is really sad. So one of the things that has been a problem is they've had to, quote, unquote, fire a whole lot of people in the military. They've let go, and they really have had trouble uh, recruiting the type of people who they want in the military or who we want in the military, which are people who are loyal and patriotic and independent-minded, and those are the exact people who some of them are reluctant to uh, take the vaccine. So I think that it's the court movement and the recruiting problem that is behind this, and I think it's real. Okay, great. I'm glad to hear that. That that fills me with a little bit of optimism. By the way, thank you for sending over that GQ cover. I'm encouraging people to go Google it out or whatever search engine you use, DuckDuckGo or whatever. This picture of Ocasio-Cortez standing like some she's some kind of Greek goddess. I mean, this is a one-in-a-million picture. Shows how she sees herself, you know, and I think that she is supposed to look like like she's sitting on the steps of the Parthenon. You know, there's the Greek architecture behind her, and the pose is like Athena, the goddess, and you know, she sees herself that way. I thought at first <laughs> when, she was trying to imitate the Columbia gal, the cat, the gal on the Columbia Eva. thing. <laughs> yeah, I was like, who's she, the new Columbia girl? But no, yeah. oh. okay. <laughs> I have to ask you, um, what is going on with President Trump and this special master? And I know the Democrats in the DOJ are still howling mad about it, and the press. They are just beside themselves that there is a special master appointed. The DOJ is filed again. We want to get these documents back under. Now, do you, number one, do you think that the DOJ hasn't looked at everything already? Well, it doesn't matter. They have been enjoined. They cannot use it. 
That is the problem. They cannot use it. And yes, sure, they've looked at everything, copied it, distributed, whatever. But there has been a pause put on their use of it because they can't then proceed to leak anything anymore because this judge has basically put the kibosh on all of it. And there have been three huge points that really haven't been covered. Yes, this was portrayed as the win it is for the Trump team because the Department of Justice has to stop, cannot pursue any criminal investigations at all. And until the special master who was chosen from the list that Trump gave, his name is Judge Raymond Deary, which is a wonderful name. And so the victory is the Department of Justice can't has to stop. They picked the Trump guy for the special master. And then the third thing hasn't been covered. But let me tell you why I am so cheered by this order is that the Trump team gets to see everything, everything. Do you know that the Trump team, including Trump himself, had no idea what they took? The lawyers weren't allowed to to observe the raid. They had no idea what they had, so they couldn't really form any kind of defense because they didn't know what. And that is the secret that the Department of of Justice and the FBI was using. This, This is their method. Secret charges, secret data, secret evidence, and then they they form the narrative by leaking to the press. And so now the Trump team gets to observe every single thing. They get copies of everything that was taken in the raid. They get to be shown into the room and the special master is observing while they look at all of the classified marked stuff. So the fact is that now, if anything is leaked, the Trump team can respond because they know everything the department, they will know everything the Department of Justice has. So this has put a kibosh on all the plans. This was going to be the midterm strategy for the Democrats. They were going to be leaking and possibly indicting. But this whole thing has been now pushed past the midterms because the special master doesn't have to respond with the review until the 30th of November, which is after the midterms. So this whole procedure that um, my favorite judge now, Eileen Cannon, which is a mic drop boom, the cannon has sounded in she denied the um, Department of Justice request to stay her own decision. And so they have now appealed emergency appeal to the 11th Circuit, which, you know, if you have actually read the rulings by this Judge Cannon, in my opinion, that they are not going to reverse her. But that remains to be seen. You can never predict. But in my opinion, we are in a very good position as Trump supporters that this is this is not going to be handled unfairly. This is now going to be like a normal court proceeding where there's disclosure, where both sides know what the evidence is that has been prevented. The team, the Trump team has been prevented from even knowing what they've got and what the plans are. And now they will know. And I have to just say, I don't know if you saw this. In the New York Times on Thursday, David Brooks wrote an op-ed, and the title is, 
Why is there still no strategy to defeat yes, Donald Trump? I saw and it. I he, laughed myself silly. <laughs> and that's because this was their strategy. This lawfare, right. this was their strategy. And they are in a huge collective panic. Oops. They're not going to be able to use this. So all of a sudden, they're going to have to politically come up with something. And they're they're only doing the same things that haven't worked for the last seven years, which David Brooks acknowledges, like, well, we've been doing all this stuff and people still like him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I think there's a connection between what's going on legally for Trump and the, the flummox nature of the establishment of both parties. Okay, now to your uh, your assertions that Michelle Obama will be the uh, Democrat uh, candidate uh, coming up after all the dust is settled, I, of course, have said, nope, it's going to be Gavin Newsom. And you laugh at me. You laugh at me. I do. You mock me. You ridicule me. Uh, Gavin Newsom has stepped forward (laughs) with his hair gel and... um, (laughs) has decided he wants to call on Governor Ron DeSantis to debate him. I'm like, really? Uh, by the way, uh, 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 Princess Di, where has Michelle Obama, uh, Michelle Obama been on this whole uh, thing right in her own backyard, in, well, one of her backyards, in, uh, 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 in, in, in Martha's Vineyard? How come we haven't heard from your esteemed Michelle Obama about what's going on in Martha's Vineyard? She's staying far away from that because that's a political loser for the Democrats. That's why. But let me tell you, have you noticed this Gavin Newsom ploy is being, you talk about laughing. I mean, the it's entire being ridiculed. world has laughed at this guy because it's so obviously desperate. It's like, debate me, pay attention to me. I should have been. And he's trying to use the umbrella of the publicity that, that DeSantis gets naturally because of his policies and his actions. And so this guy's trying to, like, tag along in his wake. <laughs> and DeSantis is like, oh, now talk to me so I can get some attention. It is pathetic. And it's not, you know, for all of your hopes in this guy, it is not pulling any political gravity behind him. He, no one's, no one's, you know, I saw Dan Rather was like, yeah, we should have we should have a debate. So he's got Dan Rather, you know, the, the guy who is now, you know, one step in the grave. Oh, <laughs> agreeing for this this debate, but this isn't going to happen in real life. So, you know, good luck with that. How do you think this is playing out in Martha's Vineyard? Well, it's not in Martha's Vineyard anymore. They got rid of those Venezuelans real quick there on <laughs> Cape Cod. Probably not even going to be in Cape Cod by the time... The weekend is over. Uh, but how do you think this is really playing for Democrats? I read a, 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 an article earlier about how what DeSantis and Abbott don't understand, and this has been a call to humanity. Yeah, the humanity that shows that the Democrats can't stand uh, 50 Venezuelans. They used to, I mean, and, and by the way, you know, like I said earlier, Hugo Chavez, Democrats ran down there to create and to support and kiss Hugo Chavez's ass. And this is the guy that created the situation that has forced Venezuelans to leave. And now that they're here, the Democrats don't want anything to do with them. Well, you have to remember that the Martha, as it is called, Martha's Vineyard, went 84% for Biden. 
So there is nothing closer to a bubble, political bubble in America than Martha. They think now they still think the same thing, that they are completely justified, that this is all bad, bad DeSantis. And, you know, that the most of America will agree with them in that this is, you know, just mean old Republicans, you know, trying to make the the poor non-infrastructure Martha's Vineyard look bad. So they they think that this is going to be uh, redounding to the negative of the Republicans, when in fact this is really a, as I said yesterday, a political boneheaded move that is really hurting them, and they don't realize it. You've got Politico examining the plane records of these two flights. When has Politico ever examined the travel records of illegals or the the transportation from the Biden administration, the plane records of, of, of flying the illegals to different parts of America? No plane records have been examined, but you've got the media jumping on and they're all in the same bubble. They are not they have no idea how normal Americans are observing this and we're enjoying it because the hypocrisy is so hilarious. I just love this. Let me leave you ask you your thoughts on this uh, and we'll we'll wrap up for the day. And that's um and we haven't talked about this person before. I want your take on Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard was out speaking in Washington last night. Washington State, which huh, anyway. She says, Tulsi Gabbard does, that the moral rot and coercion in our society needs to be examined in order to to solve our country's issues. And she says it's up to us to save the country, I guess, from the moral rot and co- and coercion. She, this woman doesn't sound to me like the Democrat that she was. And I, I don't, for the life of me, understand... W- what is your take on Tulsi Gabbard? I wish half the time, when she first came to Congress, to be totally frank with you, I thought she was a dinderhead. And then I kept hearing more and more of her and the things she was saying, and I'd find myself saying, well, that makes sense. Well, that makes sense. And then when she was in the debates and she took on Hillary and she took on Kamala, I was like, who is this woman? And now she's yes. out of the Congress, but what do you think of her? Well, you know, I have to say, I have read so many warnings about her from people on our side. Oh, don't be fooled by her. Don't be. But every time I've actually objectively heard her or read what she has said, I have the same reaction. I am very positively predisposed to listening to her. I understand we have to be wary. We have to be skeptical. She, you know, comes from a leftist point of view originally. But I think she's dead on uh, on a lot of things, and she's got a lot of courage, and I would even say moral courage, because she stands up to her own party fearlessly and is, you know, speaks her mind, does not back down. And so I admire her character in that way. I think she is someone to watch. She has a lot of political talent, and I, I'm on your page on that. Let's, let's watch and observe. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Well, Princess Di, once again, a wealth of information. We thank you. Thank you dearly. I cannot wait to see how all this plays out over the next week, especially what's going on with President Trump. Of course, we still see the rhinos like Lisa Murkowski. 
I keep saying we're done, and then I had one of the, Lisa Murkowski's out <laughs> telling people in Alaska, yeah, don't, 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 don't give in to this business. She is so <laughs> anti-Trump, and she's telling Alaskans, come on, don't, don't buy into this Trump business. She is McConnell's sock puppet. So, you know, that's the entire Republican establishment point of view. And they're dwindling numbers. I mean, Trump really does have the momentum as far as the Republican Party control goes, which is a wonderful thing. Yeah, we got to talk soon about uh, uh, big tech and some of these rulings that are coming out about free speech on the social media platform. Because these are fascinating. This stuff is going to end up at the Supreme Court. Oh, it's so exciting. I'm really happy about it. There was a Fifth Circuit ruling uh, this week that we should talk about next time if you want. Yeah, and maybe we'll make a special occasion because I think this is big stuff. Maybe we can talk during the week about this one day if you have some time. Because these cases of social media are big, folks. They are big cases. And so we'll get to that. All right, Princess Di, thank you so much for being with us. To you, James. Your Highness, we'll catch up with her during the week.